There's some awfully awesome things going on here in this church. And it has been for over a hundred years. But I want to encourage you just to continue in the faith. I would think that probably this church could be doubled uh, if all the people that uh, would be here that left for some reason that they left the church and uh, they left the faith. I hope that you've learned in the past years that faith is not easy to hold on to. It's a lot of questions that pop up. But I pray that as we look at God's Word today and as we look at Paul's letter to the Colossians, that we would come to commit ourselves to continue in the faith. To continue in the faith. You have an outline, and um, again, it's in there. You can do whatever you want with it. You can use it, not use it. Just don't make an airplane and fly it up here, please. But that outline is there for you just to follow along. And uh, Scott and I worked a little bit on this. And so here's the verse for today. And uh, it says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and be established in the faith, just as you were abounding in thanksgiving. I always like to have a couple questions. And so here's some questions for us to think about today. Know God, know and grow in Christ is our theme. Let's go to the questions. A little bit about spiritual growth. What is spiritual growth? Well, growth is development or improvement towards a goal called maturity, i.e. to the Bible perfection. And why growth is important, you can kind of read that for yourself. I encourage you to do so. Let's go to the next one. Questions. Questions about spiritual growth. Where do you fall in the following list? Received Christ, walking with Christ, rooted in Christ, built up in Christ, or overflowing with thanksgiving? See, those are all kind of stages in which we go through in our Christian life. And so I want you to think about where do you fall in that list? Let's go to another question. Think of one new insight that you have learned or experienced concerning Jesus Christ this year. One of the key things that the Apostle Paul wanted to do was to encourage his listeners to follow Jesus, to learn more and more about Jesus Christ. Some of you, and and, um, many of you, if not all of us, have accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior. We we know Jesus as our Savior. But it doesn't stop there. We need to know how Jesus, how He works in our lives on a daily basis, going through the certain circumstances. Three, what have you found to be the most difficult barrier in walking with Jesus? What is it? What is the biggest barrier that you face? in walking with Jesus. Then another question that we have here is, what are the signs that you've been growing in your faith? What are some of the signs? Increasing understanding of God, evidence of the fruit of the Spirit, 
a desire for God's word, compassion for the lost. What is it? And then five, have you learned the attitude of gratitude in your Christian life? Have you learned it? Well, those are some of the questions that I want you to ponder as we go through our time together this morning. As I said, it's good to be here this weekend to catch up with so many, many friends. There have been many times over the years that I thought of and thank God for the privilege of serving in this church. So many times. This church was one of my spiritual markers in my spiritual journey, ministry journey. It started, I remember, just if you allow me to think about this, I remember opening a letter from First Baptist Church, and it was, uh, and then calling Deb to let her know that we had received a call from a church in Plevna, Montana. And we kind of thought a call, we haven't even candidated yet. <laughs> we did send two tapes, but that was about all that we had done. And, um, and then it went from that point uh, that there was a phone number. So I called that phone number, and this was kind of the uh, response that I got. Hello, uh, this is Wilmer Uber of Wilmer Uber Water uh, Installation or whatever it was. <laughs> I thought I had the wrong number. But uh, we got in contact uh, with the church, and uh, before we knew it, uh, we were on our way to Plevna, Montana, sight unseen. We arrived late at night, and I'll never forget, the uh, Plevna sign was, was unchained, and it was blowing in the wind upside down. And I was thinking, God, help us, and... And before I knew it, uh, uh, we were in our place in the parsonage over here and just had a, a great, just a great experience meeting so many of you, many, many, many people over the years and many memories that uh, I can't go into because of the lack of time, but I would like to do so. But soon after that, we got uh, things going here and it was exciting um, I remember, I'll never forget, one of the memories was uh, Paula was, hall, was, was clear back in the U-Haul, throwing things to the front. And, I mean, I'd never seen somebody so ambitious, and, so, and she, I don't think she's changed it at all in that way either. But uh, I, it just, there are just so many things, and forgive me for kind of going back and forth. But it was a blessed time, and like I said, I had many memories uh, that are stored away. For the last 10 years, we've been serving in, uh, well, the, from here we went to George, Iowa. Was there for 10 years and um, had a, made a good ministry there, and then God called us to a different ministry. And I'm going to ask my wife just to come up for just a couple minutes uh, to share with you the ministry that God has called us into. And uh, I'll cut her off if she gets too long.
hello. I'm up here twofold to extend greeting. That's too long. I knew I shouldn't have brought him. Um, <laughs> to extend greetings from our kids. Our daughter is just, she is so beside herself that she can't be here. I have been texting her nonstop. Um, and so hello from Brooke. Just a quick update on the kids. As soon as we left, we actually moved her senior year. She left to sing with the Continentals for a matter of months, I can't remember. Went to Chile. She went off to college. She graduated from Liberty University with a her bachelor's degree in women's ministries and um, a master's degree in public health with an emphasis of leadership development and counseling. I have no clue what that means, but she got a job at Apple, so it worked. <laughs> Our son also went to Liberty University, got a bachelor and a master's in history. He's enrolled at the University of California at Chico getting his um, teaching credential. He is the eternal student, so hopefully he'll be graduating and making his living soon too. After 10 years of ministry uh, in George, Iowa, um, the Lord really changed our direction. And uh, I don't know, I don't have time to go into it, but when the Lord called me into ministry, I said, Lord, I've got two conditions. I will not go into the mission field, and I will not live in the Dakotas. And please, I don't be offended. I had weird family in the Dakotas. I'm sure they're the only weird family, but I had them. So anyways, the Lord has honored that. He's put me eight miles in Montana side to the Dakotas and northwest Iowa, 20 minutes from South Dakota, but he led us to the mission field. We are working with Village Missions. We are in Northern California, and we are a pastor-missionary couple. We pastor the Rancho Tehama Community Church. We have a church full of people that only one grew up in the church. Most of them have tremendous past, a lot of drug abuse. We have prisoners. We have homeless drug addicted, people that we've never dealt with. The Lord has such a sense of humor, but what a wonderful ministry. We are missionaries to our community. We deal with the homeless. We deal with the drug addicted. We deal with the prisoners. It is such a privilege. These people, in two and a half years, 20 have come to know the Lord. They are desperate for the gospel. Every ministry we've gone into, that verse about the harvest being white, and Christ saying, the harvest is there, but the workers are few. And when you have people like that and you present the simple gospel that Jesus loves them, God accepts them, and he has a plan for them, they gravitate toward it. They gravitate toward it. Um, I will leave you uh, with just a story and to encourage you because I've lived in this community and I know we all think we know who are Christian and who are not. We had a young man by John Alonzo come in just a horrible, he had been beaten with a claw hammer, has neurological disorders and will have up to 60 seizures a week, came in in desperate need. Um, we have a program in our church where we don't give freely. You come in, we'll give you help. If you go according to our, our recommendations, we help. And if not, that's fine. We respect your choice. John came in, needed help, and our social worker that volunteers her time at our church shared the God, uh, said, do you know the Lord? He said, I'm not interested in that. And she said, really, as desperate as you are, you're not interested in a God who loves you just the way you are? You're not interested in the and a savior that accepts you just the way you are? You're not open to the fact that God has something so much better for you than that? And he looked at her, he said, I'm open to that. And Steve led him to the Lord. And John is now being helped, and he's one of many that we deal with. So I just want to thank you. And the reason I share that is some of you have 
um, you've supported us. And you will never know how grateful we are for that. And I want you to know that John came to the Lord because some of you supported. And I am so thrilled that Ernie and Connie are in Village Missions. We were in it eight months, and the Lord kept saying, call Connie, call Connie, call Connie. And I called Connie, and I said, I don't know what the Lord is doing, but you need to check out Village Missions. And we're so excited. They're on their field now. And uh, I know the Lord has great things for them, too. So thank you. And the Lord laid something on my heart when we drove in today. You know, this is such a time of praise for the Lord. I mean, what he's done, how faithful he's been. And I thought, the Lord is showing his blessing on you by bringing this rain. So God bless you all, and thank you. I was getting close to getting up. But she did well. She did well. Well, we're going to look at the Word of God today. And if you have your Bibles, turn to that passage in Colossians. And I have my points that uh, will be showing up on the PowerPoint on the screen. And uh, just to follow along uh, if you would like to. But Colossians is a, a great book. As I look at all of Paul's books, they're so beautiful. In Philippians, it says, I thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of our partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. We're partners in the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The first thing I want to share with you is the, the, the aspect of believing and receiving. The Bible says, the Colossians says in that passage, that believing is receiving. It says, so then just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. Well, the first thing I have up here is the, just the believe, receive, and to look at these confession and conversion. Confession and conversion. The starting point for spiritual growth is believing. Is believing. Not just with your, your mouth or your mind, but it's believing in your heart. And so we see that it's important to realize if there's no relationship with Jesus, there's no growth. There's no growth. And I, I look at this, and Paul was writing to the church at Colossae, a bunch of Christians. And I was wondering, well, why did he begin speaking to Christians about salvation? Well, then the Lord pressed upon my heart, and sometimes is, is there's been statistics that have shown that there are many people in churches that have never had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That vital connection has never taken place. And now, this might be some of the things that you think would bring that vital connection on, but, uh, but it doesn't. And so the first thing, many people have heard about God, the Bible, and Jesus, and they say, that's just enough, that's all I need to do. I believe in God, so I'm going to heaven. Wrong. Another one would be the fact that, uh, too, some have enjoyed the fellowship with God's people so much that they bypass the starting point of believing in Jesus. 
All of a sudden they get so excited about getting involved in the church and this is a great church to get involved with. But you can't bypass the fact of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Another one uh, that comes to mind and is the three is that there are those who for whatever reason have gotten the idea that they need to appease God by going to church. Well, God will be happy with me when I, go, when I do this service. There's also those that are others that are religious and follow the do's and don'ts, but have no idea what a personal relationship with Jesus is all about. And the Apostle Paul is saying these things are important to believe and to receive. The first thing, the two quick points that I have under this is that Romans 10.9 makes the point of confessing we must agree with God that we are sinners. Because without realizing that fact, we don't need a Savior. Too many people today are, are saying they like the Jesus thing, but they don't realize that, that they have to realize that they're a sinner and they need to confess that before coming to Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. The other word is conversion. And it means to change. And the 2 Corinthians 5.17 passage talks about being a new creation. You know, I get a little leery sometimes when I see or hear about a person coming to Christ, but there's absolutely no change. There's no change in character, there's no change in priorities, there's no change, no, nothing evident to say that that person has actually accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. There needs to be a change. If you would look at uh, another passage of Scripture, think about Luke 19 and the story of Zacchaeus. If you look at verse 7 of, of that chapter, you're seeing the evidence of having a relationship with Jesus that he's, he wanted to pay double back to anyone that he had cheated. There was a change there. Another one that we see is in Acts 16, 13, in the evidence of a relationship with Jesus. If you say that you have a relationship with Jesus, but have nothing to give evidence of that, make sure and check out your relationship with Jesus. Make sure it's there. Well, the next thing we look at, point two, is living and walking, living and walking with Christ. The relationship with Jesus is vital. And I, I just can't overemphasize that. I just can't overemphasize that, but you, we look at the passage in that, uh, in that uh, Colossians 2, and I look and see living and walking with Christ. Paul makes the next point that we are to keep our relationship with Christ full, vibrant, and fruitful. Does that describe your life this morning in Christ? Full, vibrant, and fruitful. 
Because that requires living in and walking with Christ. And how critical that is for us to do. And I believe it was at a Promise Keepers Conference in which I have so many great memories of that we sang songs about walking your talk. Not Not just saying it, but walking it, doing it. Another thing that we see here is a point of communion in John 15, 5. Take your Bibles and turn to John 15, 5. I'll start with verse 1, because that I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that he will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, we hear it, but is it applied to our lives? What does it mean to remain in Jesus? What does it mean to walk with Jesus? Well, the Apostle Paul goes through that too, and we're going to be looking at this as well. But the first thing that we see there is the uh, aspect of, of uh, bringing that message from Colossians 2, 6, and 7 to the point of walking with Christ. The first thing we look at is the illustration of the vine and branches, and That doesn't need to be pointed out, but it's so important that we're connected. The vital connection is our relationship with Jesus. We have the aspect of communion, John 15, 5. We have the aspect of communication, of making sure that we're talking to our Lord and Savior on a daily basis, that we learn to understand what He wants us to do, that we are good listeners to what God has called us to do. Communication, how important that is. And God has given many uh, a husband or a wife uh, to help in the area of communication. Uh, For example, a husband and wife were at a party chatting with some friends when the subject of marriage counseling came up. Oh, well, we never need that. My husband uh, and I have a great relationship, and uh, the wife explained that uh, he was a communication major in college. And she said, and I majored in theater arts. And so he said, he communicates really well, and I just act like I'm listening. (laughs) Boy, everybody's got a story about communication. Isn't it so critical? But we need to be communicating with our Lord. It says in the scriptures that uh, uh, we pray without ceasing, being in a spirit of prayer uh, the whole time. And so we need to be listeners we need to have uh, listen to what God's word has to say. 
They're throwing verses up here, and, and I know that Scott's helping back with the, with the PowerPoint, and I appreciate that. But we need to remember, again, the importance of, of having communion, having communication, and then also having commitment with Jesus. A commitment to Jesus. You don't know where that commitment's going to take you. But I'm reminded of the verse in Matthew 22, 37, 38 that reminds us that God loves us and that nothing can separate us from his love and that we are to love our brothers and sisters in Christ. We are not to allow anything to hinder our love for a brother or sister in Jesus Christ. Nothing. And yet sometimes we allow things in our lives, we allow things in the world to try to separate us from who God wants us to be. The greatest witness of First Baptist Church Plevna is the unity of the body is a unity of the body. And so to love one another is what God calls us to do, and we see that in, in that passage of Scripture as well. But I want to share with you that, that commitment to Jesus is not easy. It says there in uh, Luke 9, 23, 24, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. The true cost of commitment to Christ is one of total self-denial, cross-bearing, and continually following him, no matter where that may take you. I've learned a lot of things since leaving here. And one of those areas is that area of trust. Trusting God in all circumstances. But we see also that Paul goes into the next point, and it's the fact of being rooted and built up in Him. Again, the first is aspect is that starting point is that believing slash receiving Jesus Christ. But also we see these metaphors that talk about being rooted in Christ, these believers. And he makes the argument to engage them to walk on in Christ. The word that God has spoken to me about in this is that you are to continue. You are to continue. I was so excited to, to, to see everybody and, and to see all the children of this church and to hear of the ministry of the children in this church. To hear Nicholas share in the memory of Psalm 1 last night. That was awesome. And I, was, I wasn't going to say it, but I, I guess I will. Um, one thing I know that this church has obeyed the Lord in and uh, that's that where um, uh, God said, be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> We've done very well with that. But I, I want 
you to continue. I, I, I see so many awesome things taking place. I see so many awesome people that are in taking involved in, in the service of the Lord and encourage you to continue in the faith. Continue to be the example that God has called you to be. Continue to be that witness that will bring others to Jesus Christ. To continue. We need to have our roots deep in our relationship with Jesus. That's what we're trying to do at Rancho Tehama Community Church. We're trying to get people to get their root, they're rooted in Christ so that when things come into their lives that they don't understand, they, they can still have the foundation of Christ. And the fact of being built up in Christ as well is important for us to see. Christ is the sure only foundation on which the life that we want, the life that God wants to give us, can be found. Can be found. When talking about the tree metaphor, it comes back down to that passage in Matthew 13, the parable of the soils. And you realize that three out of the four root systems didn't work. It was only the one that was rooted deep in the relationship of Jesus Christ that worked. So I want to encourage you. I just, I, again, I'm thankful to be a part of the, the pastors that have been able to serve this church. And I encourage you, as the Apostle Paul did to the Christians, to, to make sure that you have a relationship with Jesus. Don't be one that's left behind. I, I love that song, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. But about, what about those that are just playing the game? Make sure. Make sure that that relationship, that vital connection is there. And then I want you to, to grow in that relationship. I can't emphasize the importance enough for discipleship with new believers. I am saddened when I hear the fact that a person came to Christ, but no one was following up, no one was discipling them, and they have fallen away. We need each other. You need this church, and this church needs you. Or the churches you're going to, your home churches, or what other churches. But they need you. And you need them. And so as we look at the, the passage here, we see the importance of those main significant things that God has laid upon our hearts this morning the importance of believing and receiving, the importance of living and walking, and the importance of being rooted and built up in Christ, being connected in 15.6, being constructed in 1 Peter 2.5, and to continue. Galatians 6.9 says we need to continue. Don't grow weary in well-doing, for in the proper time there is a harvest. 
God has given a harvest here. And we praise God for that harvest this morning. I don't know where you are with Jesus, but I pray if that vital relationship is not there, that you would come to Jesus today. And if you've come to Jesus, and many have, but you've never made him the Lord of your life, this church, if you're a part of this church, you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I'm so excited to have Josh and Lise and, and Leslie here at this church. I can't say enough about supporting them, putting your once desires and other things away and, and allowing a ministry of the church of Jesus Christ and give them the support in which they need. But again, I thank you for the opportunity to share with you this morning. I thank you for the, the, for the spiritual memories that you have given to me over the years. And ask that you would continue to pray for us at Rancho Tehama Community Church. But if God has spoken to your heart this morning, we encourage you to contact your pastor. Tell him, I really want to come to know Jesus as my Savior and Lord. I really want to be baptized. I want to be uh, obedient to Him. I want to be discipled. God, help me to be discipled. Bring someone into my life that can be discipled. Continue to share with people in this area the witness for Jesus. Let's pray. God, we thank You for this time that You have given to us. We thank you, Father, for your word and how it goes forth. We thank you, Father, for this passage of Scripture in Colossians. We thank you, Father, for the fact that you have called us to be your children, that you have called us, Father, to be rooted, to be built, to be thankful, Father, for those who have taught us. And, Father, to be thankful. And so, Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit would continue to guide and direct us. And guide and direct this church in the years that you have for it. Guide and direct the children that I see up singing. God, may those, those, song, those lyrics touch the heart. And so, God, I thank you for all the workers in this church. I thank you for all the leaders in this church. I thank you, Father, for all of those who have been a part of this church and who have come back, Father, for this weekend. We pray, Father, your continued blessing. And so, Father, again, we, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to, I do have a, a couple of... Uh, can we go back just a minute to the application questions? I always like to leave with a little bit of an application. And I probably got Scott all messed up. I'm sorry, Scott. Take time this week to examine your vital connection with Jesus. Just take some time. And check that out. 
Two, take time this week to see if you're growing in Christ or falling away from Christ. You're doing one of the two. You're either growing towards Christ or you're growing away from Christ or falling away from Christ. And then three, commit yourself to persevering in the faith. You've gone through some, some rough times. We've gone through some rough times. We, we need to always be standing on the fact of God's love and to trust God and to see what he has and to persevere in the faith that we are called to believe.